Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity to be in your presence. We count it a blessing to be where you are. We pray as we come before your word that you open the eyes of our understanding and let us hold wondrous things from your word. In the name of Jesus, we humble ourselves before you say, use us to your glory and your glory. And to you be praised, to you be glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say your loudest, Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't look excited. I don't see. I don't know. I don't know why. Second service. Second service. Why? Okay, okay, okay. Don't mind these guys. They are having... These guys are having a sugar rush. Don't mind them. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, it's exciting to be with you again. And I count it a great, great blessing and a great privilege that the Lord has counted me worthy to be the one speaking to you today. It could have been somebody else, but it happens to be me. And God be all glory and all honor. Amen. My prayer that God's word will bring light and direction into your life. In my life. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans the 13th chapter, the 7th verse. Romans 13 verse 7. I want to get straight into it. One more time, I want to acknowledge the presence of Pastor John with us. He's always had a warm heart towards us and we don't take that for granted. Mininox, amen. Great. The Bible says that render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. Amen. I read it from the New Living Translation. It says, give to everyone what you owe them. I think it's clear. We can go home. Pay your taxes (laughs) and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. I read from the NIV reader's version. It says, give to everyone what you owe them. Do you owe taxes? Then pay them. Do you owe anything else to the government? Then pay it. Do you owe respect? Then give it. Do you owe honor? Then show it. Amen. I don't think I should further attempt to explain this scripture because... We have read it in every possible English combination or translation. By now, it's clear. But for the sake of ambiguity, (laughs) let me say that. The Bible says that give to everyone what it's due them, what you owe them. So those of you borrow, don't pay back, please. Today is the last day. Pay back. Amen. Charles Bronson, can you please sit up? Okay. Yes. Reason why I'm saying that is one day I had a job in London and I was sitting like this and they sacked me. So anytime I see people sit, I become afraid. Okay. Sit like there's nothing at stake. They sacked me. Me, me, me. They put me on a first class coach from Manchester back to London and they sacked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Amen. So back to what I was saying. He says, if you owe anybody anything, pay it. And one of the things he says, tribute to tribute means taxes. 
custom to custom. Where you owe custom, pay it. Amen. Amen. Pastor, don't owe any custom. Look, listen, you can't have boy a girl you have not married in your house. You owe custom. One deal. <laughs> yeah, you can't have boy. You, are you Boko Haram? You can't have boy here. Go to her parents and honor her parents before you take the girl. You see that you can't clap. Shame on you. Fear to whom fear is due. Some people deserve to be feared. Bible says, serve the Lord with fear and trembling. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God deserves to be feared. Amen. Some of us fear the devil more than we fear God. Some of us even fear your landlord more than you fear God. But fear God and live. I said fear God and do what? And live. Amen. And honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Some people deserve to be honored. Some people's presence in your life requires honor. And it's important that you give it to them. The Bible says so. That those who deserve honor in your life must be honored. Five people you must honor. Six people. Number one, you must honor God. Proverbs 3, 9, Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of thy increase. You must honor your parents. Ephesians 6, 1, 2, 3, Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment. We promise that thou mayest live long on this earth and that it may be well with you. Your parents, no matter how old, no matter how poor, they are, no matter how they look, deserve honor from you. Amen. We are children of our parents and we will forever be children of our parents. Amen. I am blessed with two children. One of them is trying to outgrow me quickly. But no matter how tall he becomes, he's still my child. Amen. When he was born, I told him, I own you. Just so you know, I own you. Amen. And I put my name on him so that nobody can take it. So, no, no, no. I own you. Anytime you mention your name, say, oh, are you that guy? Yes. Hallelujah. I am the owner. I sign my name at home affairs. I own this one. This particular one with ID number, this, that, that I am the owner. You can't outgrow it. I am still my mother's child. When my mother calls me, I say, yes, mommy. Sometimes she calls me bishop. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, why are you making the honor difficult? Just call me by my name. John or James. John means God is gracious, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So call me by the name you gave me, Daniel. God is judge. God is a righteous judge. Call me by Daniel. Go, Bishop. Yes, mommy. Yeah, because I am. I look. I look. I, look. I am a children of my mother. I say I'm a what? Children. And you are also a children. Yeah, you forever be a child. Say children, obey thy parents in the Lord. No matter how you come, don't let your big body deceive you. Your parents deserve honor. Give it to them. Bible says, give honor to whom honor you. Sometimes small English you can speak that your mother cannot speak it in the way you speak it. You see, the way she speaks it in her mind, that's not how it comes out of her mouth. So because of that, you feel that when she's watching TV with you, she will ask you, what are they saying? So you think that, yes. No. Not them. I know I'm preaching, but thanks for telling me. Yeah, I'm not them. Anna, your pastor. Your pastors deserve Anna. Read and see the scripture. First Timothy 5:17. Bible says that the elders who rule well, they deserve double Anna. Let the elders that rule well be. Counted worthy 
of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Your pastor, you must honor your pastor. Because he labors in word. If you were preaching, maybe by now, next week, you have nothing to preach. Do you get it? So, 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 Anna, they deserve Anna. That's what they deserve in your, not criticisms. Anna, they even deserve double Anna. Give them double Anna. Yeah. Your teacher, you must Anna your teacher. Without your teacher, you carry, I mean, you didn't know how to add. One plus one makes two, but you used to tell us that one plus one is one, one. Yeah. One, one or double one. Then your teacher taught you how to add one plus one to get two and two plus two. Either he taught you by abacus or by just simple counting. And then you understood it. And you'll be saying, oh, pastor, what is one plus one? Look, that's the foundation of everything. When you go, you see everything comes back to one plus one, two plus two, three plus three. That's why they teach you for a long time. Nursery, grade R, grade one. When you go to grade R, they are still teaching you two plus two, four plus. When my, my, my child, my son, the younger one went to school, every day when he can say, what did you do? He showed me the thing. I said, ah. <laughs> Two, one, two, 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 four, two, four, six, two, six, six, two, seven, seven. Ah! I said, ah! I said, no problem. Next year, they will do something else. So I pay school fees again. When he went to the next grade, I said, what did you do? Two, one, two, 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 four. I called the older one. I said, is this the same thing you were doing? Because something seemed to be wrong here. Next year, I thought by the third year in school, it would... Still, two, one, two, seven, one, seven, eight, one, eight. I said, ah. But without these foundations, you can't, it's setting up your ability to even think, to read. I was telling the guys in the first service that many of us, or even, let me say this before I come, that without your teacher, you can't read. You see the words, you see the letters are, yeah, you can't read. Then those who can read can't write. When you put a sentence together, we can understand the sentence. Yeah, sometimes even the words are right, but the way you put it without punctuation, nothing. We can't understand what you are trying to say. Sometimes people send a WhatsApp, I have to ask my wife. I think my wife can do critical analysis. So I have to ask my wife, what is this person trying to say? Yes, yeah, sometimes we have to use the prophetic to understand what the message you have sent, what you are saying. If you can do it, thank your teacher. Clap for all teachers. Now, as a church, we have come again into our season of honor. Amen. And we want honor to be a culture and a lifestyle of everybody in the church. That in the church, we honor God. We honor our parents. We honor our teachers. We honor our pastors. We honor our husbands. I forgot that one. This is a good time to tell. You must honor your husband. Amen. Killer Blacko. Charles Bronson. Bruce Lee. I'm done, okay. I'm already even hungry for lunch. Sit down, sit down. Just put your phone away. Listen to me. I'll go home now. Amen. Say amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Yeah. And now your husband. <laughs> Ephesians 5.22, the Bible says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as unto the Lord, which is treat your husband like the way you treat the Lord. Next verse. For the husband is the head of the wife or the woman. You, you don't clap. I'm coming for you live and colored. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and the savior of the body. If you don't believe this scripture, you have no business marrying. Stay, 
Stay as a, a ranger and just be moving in the desert. That's all. But don't, don't take somebody's precious child. Like, I'm a mother's precious son. So don't take me into your life and come and frustrate me. One, one wife said that, said to the pastor, pastor, have you seen the devil before? The pastor said no. Said, oh, you should come and see my husband. So the pastor said, oh, if your husband is the devil, then I'm sure he married from the same family. You are either the dragon or the beast. Yeah, he married from the same family. So honor your husband. Ladies, honor your husband. If you're a wife, honor your husband. How do you honor your husband? A husband wants respect. He says, submit. That's why it's the word submit. Submit to yourself. Could I say, honor your husband? Submit. That's what a husband wants. Every husband wants to be respected. Wants to be respected. So the way you honor your husband is by respecting them. When you respect somebody, you do what they ask you to do or you do what they like. Please sit down. Thank you very much. Respect him. You are not ready to respect him. Don't marry him. Let him be free. Ah, why do you tie yourself? You are such a bondage. If you can't respect him, you look at and 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 you see you you you, you choose. You have the time to choose. So you take your time. You look at person A, this one, I can't respect him. This one, I can't respect him. You avoid all the ones you can't respect. Then you choose the one you can respect. Then you respect freely. Yeah. Sometimes the one you can respect is very short. And you also don't like short men. Then the problem starts. Then you are going to choose this tall, dark, and handsome storybook man. But you don't want to do what he likes. It's unfortunate. Look, I saw a caption. They had a good wife is one that finds what the husband likes and put a stop to that nonsense. He finds what the husband likes. She finds what the husband likes and puts a stop to that nonsense. Well, look at something. Look at, look at this. Look at, well, look at this. Like the thing your husband likes, that's where you, it will end. You are changing in the name of Jesus. Anyway, that's not what I'm preaching about. That's just by the way. Clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> so, honor those who deserve honor. Honor them. Now, I'm, preach, I'm starting a new series which I title Honoring with Ease. Honoring with Ease. Or How to Honor with Ease. So, all this is just by way of introduction. How to Honor with Ease. How to make honoring easy. For us, so the people have listed God, your pastor, your parents, your husband, your teacher, all the people who deserve honor. How to honor them with ease? John chapter 10. Let's read John chapter 10, verse starting from verse number one, and then we'll see a beautiful story which will give us something to start. John 12, it says, That's one, it says, Then Jesus. Six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which had been dead, who he raised from the dead. There, there they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then seeth one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why? Sometimes people's questions should tell you what the future will be. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not because, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bore what was put therein. Then Jesus said, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. Then Jesus said, let her alone. Okay, yeah, powerful. Amen. Here, this beautiful story of the alabaster box, which we all know about, 
This story represents somebody called Mary who honored Jesus. And she honored Jesus in a way that many people do not honor. The Bible says she used an expensive ointment to anoint the feet of Jesus. As though that was not enough, she used her hair to clean the feet. To wipe her feet. And the Bible tells us that the glory of a woman is her hair. Women say, if you want to live long as a man, don't talk about women's hair. If you are going to talk about it, just say something positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All hmm. Yeah. She will put a stop to it. <laughs> but the Bible says she anointed his feet with the hair and with, with oil and then used his, her hair to clean it. Can you imagine what it takes, the amount of effort it takes to use your hair to clean somebody's feet? Imagine it, the effort it takes, unless the hair is very long. Even when it's long, it takes some bending down. Imagine this guy is Jesus. Jesus will have hair. (laughs) And I am coming to clean his feet. So I said, I I mean, unless you can't say, oh, Jesus, bring your... Even this one is a a job. But I'm sure she knelt down the way the vendors go down and say, in that. She went down and used the hair. To clean it. And, and in those days, they had hair that belonged to them. Not a one that they bought. I mean, not disposable or detachable. It was her hair. So you can imagine. You know, today, of, of course, today's Christians, they just remove it. And put it back. But she had to go down and say, hey, can you imagine what effort it takes to get that done hey it's not a simple exercise so for somebody to do that there must be some strong motivation that made the person do that and that is what I'm teaching you today Mary must have known something that you and I don't know which made it easy for her to do what most people would not do I mean, if I'm to sit here now and a lady comes that I've come to honor you, I've brought anointing oil. Please, anointing oil doesn't always smell nice. So please, when you come, don't bring anointing oil. Just bring Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> yeah, that's what to smell nice. Uh-huh. Especially anointing oil from India. It doesn't always smell nice. So, yeah. And then this sister uses her hair. Whether it's hairs or others, uses it to clean my feet. Look, by tomorrow I'll be arrested. Yeah. I will come in the witness. Eh? You see these pastors, I told you, they are using muti. You see what is now making ladies do in the church. But even that is external. The people in the church themselves will start to talk. Mm. I knew all along. I just didn't have evidence. I knew all along that this pastor is killing. Yeah. I know. The signs were there, but we couldn't. It was inconclusive. Now, this is the final piece. I knew. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. But Mary did it with ease. How did she do it? Ease? I'm going to give you six or seven keys. Wherever we get to. But today I'll give maybe one or two. The first thing is that to honor somebody with ease, you have to do it with love. You have to do it with love. You have to do it with love. It is very easy to honor somebody you love. If you love God, you will honor him. If you love your husband, you honor him. You treat him right. You do what you want. Many wives don't want to do the thing that makes their husbands happy. Yeah. Look, I can tell you for free, husbands want only two things. One is respect. The other one is sex. That's all. That's the very thing that a lady will not do. That's the, they'll find it and put a stop to it. That's the very thing that will not do. You are looking at me. I'm also looking at you. It's nice. Thing they will not do. 
Uh, Pastor, everything he tells me, I do it. Liar. <laughs> Some husbands are tired of telling you what to do. They want to live in peace. They want to live for a long time. So just living. So now I do everything. I don't ask you. So while while you are going to the fridge, so can I have that bottle of water? Then you bring, then you mark yourself 100% for respect. He only told you one thing, that thing that you always like to do. When he said, let me take you for shopping, then you are ready. Say, that's one you obey. Because he knows that about the difficult one. Look, if you're a husband, you will know the food your wife doesn't like to cook, you will never eat it. Even if that's your favorite food. Your wife will convince you that it's not, you don't like it. No, no, no. He, she will convince you that it's not good for you. You don't like it. Yeah. Too much carbohydrate, too. You come up with all scientific reasons why you do not like it. Meanwhile, you yourself, you don't know that you don't like it. Yeah. Amen. But when you love somebody, when you love God, you honor him. When you love your husband, you, when you love your pastor, you honor him. Anybody you love makes it easy. The natural product of love is honor and respect. Yeah, natural. Anybody you love, you see, it comes naturally. It comes naturally. One of the signs of respect is giving. The Bible says, God loved the world. He gave his son. He loved the world. He gave his son. It was so easy to give his son. So easy. The Bible says, he that spared not his own son. He didn't spare his son for our sake. How much more will he not give us all things? Very simple. What is the motivation? Love. Mary loved Jesus. When you love somebody, you make time for the person. When you read the account in John chapter 12, Mary made time for Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, she made time for Jesus. Any, Jesus came to her. She sat where Jesus was. Anything you want to say, say, I'm listening. Martha was busy in the kitchen now trying to. Sometimes you visit people, they don't have time for you. They, they are now making food for you, cooking, getting all this. Me, I'm here for, for, for just 30 minutes. You have used 25 minutes in the kitchen. Then you come. Sometimes you even get to master husband. The wife is in the kitchen the whole time, cooking a storm. <laughs> By the time you finish eating, you want to sleep. Yeah. Sometimes I visit people, Pastor John. They are, they are in the kitchen trying to. I say, look, me. I am the visitor. Come, let's, let's be together. That's the thing. That's the thing. Hey, Pastor, are you saying that when you come to my house, you didn't cook? You two don't cook, you will see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But me, low maintenance. Very low maintenance. A cup of tea, I'm done. Whether with, with a cup of tea without milk, Without, whether there's sugar in it or there's no sugar in it, I'll drink. I know how to drink tea without sugar and how to drink tea with sugar. Yeah, so any of them, just uh, uh, not coffee. I'm, I prefer coffee to tea. When my wife wants me, then I drink tea. Yeah, she has convinced me to drink tea. Yeah. She just says, teaspoon of coffee, you put it in hot water, then you stay. One minute, you are done. Then we sit down. Then we now talk. But you are in the kitchen. Right? You are now trying to make a pizza from scratch. No. But Mary, look, Martha came complaining. She said, Jesus, doesn't it disturb you that Mary has left me alone to cook? So you want to leave the visitor with the TV. She watch TV and then you are in the kitchen. Jesus said, look, Mary, Martha. Martha, Martha, stop that. You are encumbered about, so you are worried about too many things. Mary has chosen the right thing. She loves me. She has made time for me. Come and see wives who don't have time for husbands. Meanwhile, they have time for the baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's called post-donor neglect. It's a medical condition. You need medical help. It's called post-donor neglect, which means the husband is the donor. He has donated. And after he has donated his sperm, it's finished. So the next thing that happens, the next medical condition is neglect. Post-donor neglect. P-D-N. Yeah, so you see, they, they sit down with the baby, sing to the baby, color with the baby. Look, the baby will not even remember the coloring. Meanwhile, the person who put you in the family way to have the baby, he's sitting there, he should go and drive, he should go and walk in town, he should go and watch television, he should go and watch football. Go and watch Arsenal. 
Yeah. When you love, it's easy. You have to see when people are in love, they want to spend time with one another. They, if you are in love with God, we will never struggle with you to come to church. Yeah. Never struggle with you. Last week, I was saying to the people here that so, so, you want to be a shepherd. Meanwhile, you come to church like menstrual period, once a month. What are we going to do with it? Or you come to church like a full moon. What are we going to do with it? What can, how, who can depend on it? Yeah. You want to be a leader in the church, oh, once a month, you appear in the full moon. Of course, it's better when you come in full moon because at that time you have been paid, so you pay your tithe. Be motivated. Anybody you love, it's, it's, it's just easy to treat the person well. It's just easy to honor the person. It's just easy to be good to the person. It's just easy to bless the person out of love. So, those of you sisters who say you are in love with brothers who don't give anything, be careful. Be careful. Because, they, look, love, it gives. Naturally, it gives. When someone loves you, they give to you. They give you. Pastor Spa was explaining to me love language. And I had not even thought about it. I've heard those words before, but I've not thought about it. He was saying, this person, the person's love language is this. This person, the person's love language is this. I said, eh, you were there, eh? Wait, it wasn't you. No, it was somebody. It was him. He's, he's having amnesia. <laughs> yeah, it was him. He's pretending he cannot remember. Love language. He said, Bishop's love language is giving. Yeah, if I love you, I'll give you all my things, you'll be shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I hate people to say, oh, what you are wearing is nice, I like it. By tomorrow, I've given it to you. You'll see that I have nothing. I'll be walking bare chest. It's not nice. Sit down in the name of Jesus. (laughs) So you are in a relationship with this brother. He doesn't give anything, even on your birthday. Look, I told the people a story. A certain girl went to visit a guy. And when she was going, the guy requested a boat for him. And the boat was 85 rands. And the guy gave the lady 100 rands to pay for the boat. What a guy. When the girl got home, she realized that she had some 100 rands in her wallet, in her bag. She cannot find it. She couldn't find the hundred rounds which she had when she was going to visit the guy. She, uh, she couldn't find it was in her bag as at the time she was entering the guy's house. As she was going, the hundred rounds was not there. Meanwhile, the guy gave her hundred rounds, same color. <laughs> yeah. So some of the guys, sisters, watch out for the guys. When you go out with them, they won't pay. They, they always have a story. Oh, you know, ah, my card, I left my wallet. Dangerous guys. Dangerous guys. It's a sign that the person doesn't love you. Because the person he loves is always giving. Love gives. It's natural. So when we say honor by giving, when you love, it's so easy for you. Even you, you are looking for an opportunity to give. To give already. So, since the church has brought itself to say, honor your parents, you say, oh, this is a good day. Today, like recently, I got home with my wife after a long Sunday. We're here till in the evening. When we go, my children had gone to buy McDonald's for us. Yeah, they go, they go to buy McDonald's. This, this, medium mark, baby mark, big mark, all the mark. I said, wow. When I go to the house, I mean, when I got there, I saw, I said, hey, where is this from? So, we bought it for you. I said, wow. I was so impressed. I doubled the allowance that month. I doubled it. Yeah. I was so, I, I felt so, like, it, it's not like you have taken, it's my money originally when I gave it to you, but now it's yours. Once it's with you, it's yours. But you've decided that you have taken some of it to buy something for mommy and daddy to eat when they come back from, from church. I said, ah. 
I doubled the allowance. Then when their mother came, they told their mother. Their mother said, ah, why don't I also get a double? <laughs> Yeah. So when you laugh, give comes easy. Even me as a pastor, I won't work with you in a certain way if I don't know how much you love me. Yeah. I can't. I cannot. I always test. When you test positive for love, then it's like... Because the work we are doing, nobody pays. Nobody pays you. It's only God who can bless you and reward you. So if there's not a certain type of love, you will get frustrated very soon. You get angry very soon. Very soon know yourself, your carnal self will come. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here now, by the time you realize you have slapped the pastor. Yeah. One day, I was working with this, this, this pastor, Pastor Tyler. Please stand up. This one. As we were working, he was supposed to go on top of the roof to do something. So I was inside preparing my part of the work, and he was going up. As he was going up, I heard a shout, Yeah, Pastor! But somebody screaming. So I said, Ah, somebody is calling me. I don't know who's calling me. Okay, so I went outside. When I went, this is the guy hanging there. As he was climbing, there was a spike there, and the spike had gone through his palm, and it was bleeding. When I came, I saw it. So, oh, hey, sorry. Oh, hey, hey. So I told him, brother, there are two options here. Either you pull it out or you yank it down. You yank it out or you pull it down. There are two options. But with my limited medical experience, I think you are safer to yank it up. Because if you bring it down, as for up, it has already created the path. So it can only pull out. But if you bring it down, you don't know what else it will cut. So I just said, no, no, it will pain me. I said, where you are, it's already paining you. You have to. I said, you have to. Then I shouted, come on, pull it out. Then he just, with the shout, then he, then he came down. We look at the bleeding. We clean it. Everything. Sorry, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Tula, baba, tula. Tula, baba, tula. When he stopped crying, I said to him, brother, go back up. He looked at me. I said, yes. Apa. I mean, look, let's be serious. Me and him, who should go up there? Especially when there's a spike there which is killing everybody. <laughs> Who should go there? Yeah, you already know it. Yeah. And then seriously, you are younger. When I was your age, I was climbing buildings. But at a certain age, even your fear levels go up. I remember I went on a, on, on a roller coaster with my children. And when we went... We went for the first one. Look, we went like that. When we were there, we were upside down. <laughs> then we came back. Now, the way the thing was so fast, you don't even have time to be afraid. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't even, you become afraid after you are done. But whilst you're on the thing, look, Pastor Joe, you don't have enough time to fear. That's how it is. Because your life just hangs in the balance in, with the speed of light. Shoo, shoo, two times, you roll like twice. Then you go and lock up there. Then you roll like... Look, when we stopped and we came off, the mother said, no, never, never. Not again. Can you believe what my children told me? Daddy, let's go again. Let's go again. It means nothing to them. So when you are younger, you fear less. Of course, your life is also less valuable. Because when you are younger, people, nobody depends on you. But you see, you are just flying. If you, if you fly out of the roller coaster, it's just you. If I fly out, it means no school for you again. The whole family is doomed. There's so, so much at stake than just you. That's why when you are younger, you don't have a lot of things to be afraid of. Yeah. 
Even when you are born as a baby, you have only two things you are afraid of. Loud noise and then the sensation of falling down. Those are, that's, those are the natural fears. You are born with them. Then when you get used to loud noise, then it goes. When you get used, you get control, then you overcome those sensations. Yeah, so I told him, go back. Now, if you don't love the person you are working with and love the Lord in a certain way, you say, at this church, you see, finally, I've seen them. Very wicked people. They want to kill all the people in the country. They are trying, they are killers. You have seen that the thing has cut my hand. You wanted to cut it again. I should go again. There's a lion there. I should go for the lion to eat me. But that's how it is. Because sometimes the work is pressure. Sometimes 3 a.m. We can't sleep. We are working until we finish. Before anybody can sleep. One of the times I was, in, I was in Ghana for a conference. And the people who helped me with admin work, they are here. So when the thing comes, then I send a message. I need this. I need. One of them who was just working with me brand new. asked the other one, would, they, would we ever sleep? Then the other one told, we only sleep when they come back. That's the time we are going to sleep when they come back. But until they come back, you have to be ready for anything and everything. So if you don't love God in a certain way, immediately you get frustrated. So look, this thing, what is this? Well, every day they are worrying us. Hey, I won't do it again. Especially when nobody is paying you for it. That's only that can reward you for it. So when you love, it makes it easy for you to honor. Number two, I give you number two and then I close. May we be motivated by love to honor the people who need to be honored. Number two. Number two. Honor with acceptance and admiration. Honor with acceptance and admiration. You can't honor somebody you don't admire. You can't honor somebody you don't accept. That's why when it even comes to marriage, nobody should force you to marry somebody. Yeah, you are the one who's going to live with. People can give you advice. But nobody, one of the saddest things is to marry the wrong person. It's like eternal frustration. Yeah. Especially born again wives. And born again husbands. Because you can't replace them. Only God can replace them. You can't replace them. Once you marry them, it's forever. So if it's the wrong person, you just stay there and suffer quietly. And have faith in the Lord. <laughs> and pray for God to come through for you. Yeah. Admire, hey, marry somebody you admire, especially ladies. Marry a guy you admire, so that honoring him is easy. But you look at him, you say he's a fool. You think he's a fool. You think he's the devil. How would you honor him? You always be binding him, because that's what the Bible teaches us to do—to bind the devil. So you always be binding. If you see him move here, you bind. you see he takes his golf clubs, you bind him. You see he that you bind him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Without, if you don't, anybody you don't, let's look at John. John admired Jesus. Admiration is the key that opens your heart to honor somebody. I close with this one. Next week we pick it up from there. John admired Jesus. When you admire somebody, you speak well of the person. How do you know when that, whether somebody admires? Just listen to what they say about you. Whether before you or behind you. Just listen to what they say. When you admire somebody, you speak well of the person. John chapter 1, reading 29. It says, Then the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred, which is better before me. For he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. 
And John bore record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And saw and bore record that this is the Son of God. It says, And the next day John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. This is John when he saw Jesus. He had so much admiration for Jesus. So he, when he saw Jesus, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He saw Jesus as a good person, a powerful. He even spoke about Jesus so well that even his own church members, they left him and they went to follow Jesus. He testified. It didn't matter the way he spoke about Jesus. They said, Look, we are, the way you are talking, it looks like you yourself, you want to go and join his church. So we are going to join his church and walk with him. He spoke, when you admire somebody, you speak well about him. One of the sure ways you know that people don't admire you is when they start to criticize you. They start to, they start to say things. They start to question you. They start to doubt you. They start to doubt you. They start to question you. They start to doubt your intentions. Yeah. You start to doubt. One of the ways you know people doubt your intention is that they, all, they are always questioning what you are saying. Or they always want to answer everything. Oh, this is because of that. That is because of it. This thing, too, everything they want to explain. Because they don't think that you have a good thought about them. Yeah, they don't think you have a good thought about them. So every, every single thing, I mean to the minutest detail. Church is very quiet, Why? Big Joe, the church is very quiet. Oh. I said local number. Oh, 031. Okay. 033. Ah, it's local. Okay. But when people admire you, they speak well of you. So who? He's a good man. He's a good guy. Pastor John is here. I won't say here that, oh, Pastor John, he has a warm heart towards us. Then when he goes, I say, ah, look at this man. Of you who have heard me speak about him, I have no evil thing to say about him. I mean, where am I going to learn it from? Yeah, but you hear them talking. So that 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 without admiration, you can't honor anybody. Don't be afraid, the spirit of the Lord is in the place. Yeah, so check, check, check by how they criticize. When we had our troubles, somebody said. Prophet, even prophet is a man, he can make mistakes. Has it not occurred to you that Killer Blacko or the other side too, they can make mistakes? Even for it to come out of your mouth. Hey, for it to even come out of your mouth. Speaks volume. Do it occur to you? Now as time has played out, have you seen how it has played out? Yeah. Just listen to what they say. When they start talking, you just know admiration is gone. How do you stir up your admiration? Look for the things the person has done so you can see. The reason why we don't admire our parents is we don't know how much sacrifice they have made for you to get to where you are. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know for you to wear what you are wearing. Also, what am I from Mr. Price? Was there 150 rands? Do you know where the 150 rands came from? Now, do you even know the real value of that 150 rands? You see, sometimes the value of the thing is not the 150 rands, but how it was gotten, number one. And two, what they had to deny themselves of for you to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live a certain life because I have two children. If I didn't have children, I'll go. Oh. Hey. I mean, I'm even calculating. Hey, plus two, plus 300, plus three. Hey, shoo. The way my life will be. The cost. 
You don't think at the opportunity cost. The, the cost of letting you have what you have, what it really costs them. We have not, we've, not, we've not bothered to think about it. That's why we say, oh, it, don't do, it doesn't do anything for me. It's just my daddy always sending me to go and bring this, sending me to go and bring that. Always every day you're calling me, sending me, calling me, sending me, calling me, sending me. That's all they do. You don't know what it has cost them. You don't even know what it cost your mother to have you. You don't even know. You don't even know the real cost. What it cost your mother? Yeah, you see your figure, they're very nice. Your presence cost your mother her figure. Yeah, when you look at the size of the head, you will see that by all means it will cost something. Cost something. Sometimes it's not even that it's big, it's rough at many edges. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it was round, it would just... Sometimes it's... <laughs> Clap your hands. Jesus. Guys, my time is up. Next week, we continue with this powerful series. Make a date and come in here. How to honor with ease. How to honor with ease. Look, you, I was talking about how to stir up your admiration. Look, we are talking about being the prophet of the church. Go on YouTube. Find out about him. Find out about the things he has done. Not many people start churches in a classroom. For the church to become a whole conglomerate or a whole, a global something. You ask people who have tried to do church before. Ask people who tried to do church before. Even this church, look at how long we've been trying to do it. To move it from here to there is not a simple thing. But somebody has started a church from a classroom. In a poor country like Ghana. And he has taken it to every continent in the world. Every continent in the world. And we are not talking about when you say we have a church here. It's like you know you meet some church. They say they are international. Do you get it? Inter- but Pastor John, you are into church. You meet a church. They say they are international. But what they are saying is that they have a branch in London and they have a branch in South Africa and then they have a branch in Nigeria. That's international. Because international means it's more than one nation. That when they say international, so we 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 are even stopping to say international. We are trying to go to worldwide. One nineteen nations. That's our vision to go to one nineteen nations. And then when we say one nineteen nation, we don't mean drops in the nation. You have some two Chinese people. You have a, a ministry in China. No, 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 no. Seven cathedrals there. Then we know that we are there. Seven bishops, seven cathedrals. And you know that. Go on YouTube. Check these things. Look at look at what God has done with His life. Then you will see your admiration levels will shoot up. And even when, when the, the devil tempts you to say something, you hold yourself back. That, hey, no, not many people are able to do this. And so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nicodemus said to Jesus, he came to Jesus. He said to him, for no man can do these things except God be. Thou art, Rabbi, thou art a teacher come from God. For no man doeth these things except God be with him. Only God can take a local African. I mean, yesterday you should have heard him speaking at Dr. Yongicho's funeral. Yesterday, you should have heard him speaking at Yongicho. Even today, I see somebody like he's, the, he's now the head of the church growth sounds. I don't even know how truth it truth is. You should have heard him speaking at Yongicho's funeral yesterday. The pastor of the biggest church in the world, his funeral, then this is this is a speaker. At the, at the, at the funeral. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, at the funeral. You should have heard this It's because of what you don't know. That's why Anine is difficult for you. That's why some thoughts can occur to you. That's why you see somebody write something on Facebook that he is he, Satan, then you also uh, you swallow it because of emotional reasons. You swallow it. You swallow it because for some of you it's what you will eat. Your dependence is connected to one of the allies, so you have to fill your stomach. So you sell your soul. Fill your stomach. Check on the internet. I'm sorry I'm taking a little bit of your time because I feel the spirit of the Lord is here. Maybe next week I won't say all these things. You check it. Go and look at the church. Go and look at the bishops. Go and look at the pastors. Go and look at the members. Go and look at the buildings. If you have tried to build a shack before, you will know that putting up a building is not an easy thing. Go and look at the buildings all over the world. When you see these things, go and look at crusades. 
we are having perhaps the largest crusades in Africa since Reinhard Bonke. Since Reinhard Bonke. Yeah. And Daniel Kolande. Yeah. When you see it, you yourself, you say that, hey, God must be with this guy. So when, 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 when a criticism comes to your heart, instead of saying, say, Tiko Somandla. Yeah, Tiko Somandla. God is good. God is good. But when you don't admire somebody, that's when you start talking anyhow. You start saying anything that comes to your mind. Because the heart itself is black and dead. But may God heal every heart that is present from today in the name of Jesus. That the person who you must honor, your heart will be filled. Now, I'm not saying honor bishop. You can honor anybody you want to honor. But if the person deserves honor in your life, your heart must be filled with admiration towards us. You, or very soon you start criticizing that whether it's your mother, whether it's God. That's how people are able to, when they have a disappointment, they are able to say that God has disappointed. Sometimes they can't even be angry with God. Hold a grudge with God. Hey! Let your heart be filled with admiration to open up the heart. John's heart filled with it. So when he saw Jesus, he couldn't help it. He shouted, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins. He shouted it even before he baptized him because the, God told him that this guy, they, you will baptize. So when you baptize people, Holy Spirit will on them. But the one that the Holy Spirit will come on that, it will stay on the person. That's the Son of God. But when he saw Jesus, he couldn't help it. Before he could even baptize, he says, Behold the Lamb, Nanku, Nanku, Son of God, Nanku, Lamb of God. Then when he baptized him and the thing that he was told happened, then he started going, telling everyone, The Lamb of God who takes away the sins, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the Lamb of God who takes the Lamb of God. At a point, his church members said, Look, we are going to join the Lamb of God Ministries International. Folks, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this service to a close. If you are clapping, clap because also a sign of admiration. Lift your hands and pray for yourself that God will touch your heart. God will touch your heart. Will give you a heart that honors, a heart that honors. In the name of Jesus, that God will open your heart to honor the people I've mentioned. If you're a wife, pray that God will open your heart and your heart to honor the husband that God has given to you. Some wish they had, they, they, they don't have, but you have honor him, honor him in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Lord help us, help us help us help us oh God, help us oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Father thank you for everybody here present we pray that you touch our hearts and turn our hearts to those who deserve honor from us turn our hearts to you Lord turn our hearts to our parents turn our hearts to our pastors turn our hearts to every single person that deserves honor from us that we will render unto them what is due them in the name of Jesus fill our hearts with love and fill our hearts with admiration in the mighty name of Jesus. We glorify you. We bless you. In Jesus name. Amen. Say your now that's amen. Wow. Hallelujah. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. We will honor. I said we will honor. We will honor those we must honor. In the name of Jesus. Wonderful. You are here this afternoon, you want to say, Pastor, I know that I'm a sinner. If I'm to die today, I will go to hell. But I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. Please pray. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want Jesus to come into my heart, to be my Lord and my Savior. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me to welcome Jesus into my heart. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me that Jesus will come into my heart. 
Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. You may be seated as we round up this service quickly. As we round up this service quickly. Wow. What a shock. Yeah, we will be people who honor. Kesa? Yeah. Be people who honor. Amen. Take up. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.